This is Survivor to Thriver with Chelsea Quint. Thank you for being here. Hello, gorgeous human. And welcome back to this week's episode of Survivor to Thriver with Chelsea Quint. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I hope you are having a wonderful day, a wonderful week, a wonderful month, a wonderful year thus far, and all the things. So, today I want to talk to you guys a little bit more about money. My my friend and mentor, Amanda Francis, is getting ready as I'm recording this to relaunch her incredible Money Mentality Makeover course, um, which is, in my humble opinion, honestly, really kind of the only, the only money manifesting, money healing work that you really need, right? Um, I think there, are, you know, finding other tools. There are a lot of there are a lot of ways that you can do this money work, and and there might be, you know, some work around finding additional tools, even if you have money mentality makeover. But I am just so so excited to watch, you know, a new crew of humans come through money mentality makeover and get to support humans um, who enroll through me, and all of this, right, just has me thinking about money. I was thinking about money and just really looking at the evolution of my relationship to money and the, you know, new beliefs and relationships and thoughts that I have around money. And it's honestly been a really delightful, yummy experience getting to look at like, okay, as I have, you know, since I first enrolled in Money Mentality Makeover, since I first thought about manifesting money and money as energy and all of these things, right? How have things changed and shifted? And it has honestly been just such a yummy reflection for me as I'm, you know, thinking about Amanda launching this next round of Money Mentality Makeover and talking to people about money and preparing to support people in healing their own money mindset, I've really gotten to look at how much has shifted for me. And one of the big things that has shifted is really deeply shifting into a place of being unapologetic about financial exchange, energetic exchange, right? And so what, what I mean by that is that anytime someone, whether it is a yoga student or a client or someone in one of my, in my Divine Desires group program or someone in a course, anytime I am exchanging energy with someone, there is an exchange, right? And this is true whether you are in a nine to five job, if you are in, you're running your own business, if you're a teacher, in your own relationships, your friendships, your romantic relationships, all the things, there is always an energetic exchange, right? Oftentimes, if we end up doing things where we feel funky, we're not feeling 
um, compensated. We're kind of begrudgingly doing something, right? Oftentimes what's happening there is that there's just an energetic imbalance in whatever the exchange is, right? All of these are sort of the metaphysical (laughs) terms and concepts, right? But if you say, for example, you are looking for a job, right? Or you're looking to bring on a new client, either way, right? You're looking for this new job or new client and you're really like in a place where like, okay, I kind of do need the money or I just really want to work. I just need to make this happen. I want to do the work. I want to make it happen. Then you can end up, right? So the job comes along, the client comes along and you end up kind of negotiating or accepting a salary, a job offer, a payment plan from the client that deep down you know isn't fully 100% yummy and amazing for you. It doesn't fully feel like an equal exchange. But you say yes anyway, right? And then what happens is you end up like resenting the client. You end up resenting the work. You're frustrated. You don't feel like you're being compensated. You don't feel energetically appreciated. And that imbalance can lead to burnout and, you know, resentment and, and all the things. Just funky energetic patterns. So right? That's what happens if there's not an equal energetic exchange. But how do we get to the point where we really unapologetically own what the financial energetic exchange is that we feel we are worth? That we feel, that makes us feel good, happy, supported by showing up to our job, by doing this work with a client, right? And, and I, I already mentioned it, right? And as I was riffing there, that it all comes down to self-worth. It all comes down to self-worth, right? And we have, any time I'm really talking about limiting patterns, limiting beliefs, um, funky stuff hanging out in your energy field and your nervous system, all of that is really just blocks around your unapologetically feeling worthy. Feeling, being, showing up as, and owning your worthiness. And so one of the super yummy things as I have engaged in this work with my own practice as well as um, with my clients is that when you do the healing work, do the energetic mastery to clear out your nervous system, to clear out your energy field, and you do the deep healing, the deep soul level karmic healing, unwire those patterns, uncross those wires, right? All the things. When you do that, self-worth naturally elevates to the place where it's meant to be, and then the energetic exchange piece just becomes so much easier. And today in particular, I want to talk about worth, self-worth, worthiness, and its relationship both to money, to that financial exchange, and also to love, right? We're coming, we're coming into February. I think by the time this episode is um, aired, it will be February, and we, it's the, the month where a lot of things around love get celebrated maybe or get a little triggered or maybe both right and I actually uh, a 
probably a month or so ago, a while ago, um, I, I posted in my Instagram stories a bunch of questions, just trying to get a sense of, you know, what, what you guys need support with most. By the way, if there's ever anything you're like, please help me with this, send me a DM, send me a message, and I will, you know, record a vlog, put it on YouTube, record a podcast for you guys, whatever whatever the medium feels feels good for me in the moment. But I was asking you guys what you wanted what you would benefit more from, right? Learning about self-worth and money or self-worth and love. And I don't remember the exact numbers, but so many of you voted. And it was an Instagram poll in my story. And so many of you voted. And it was like almost exactly 50-50. I think it was like 49% and 51%. And, and I honestly don't remember which one ended up being higher. So today we are talking about both because ultimately the self, self-worth is kind of, I feel like self-worth is the coin and love, your ability to receive love, to have really yummy manifestations and dynamics around your love life, right? To give and receive love is one side of the coin of self-worth, of worthiness. And money your ability to receive money, have a yummy relationship with money, feel supported by money is the other side of the coin, right? So self-worth and love is one side of the coin. Self-worth and money is the other side of the coin. I guess money is one side of the coin. Love is the other side of the coin. Self-worth is the coin itself. It's like the material of the coin. Is this making sense? So the thing is, I... Right? Everything is just energy. Money is energy. Love is energy. Work is energy. The work you put in is energy. The content you create is energy. The information, the knowledge, the ideas you have, all of it is energy. Right? And so money and love are simply energies that we as a society, as humans who value our feelings and want to feel certain ways, value. They are just valuable energies, right? Money and love are simply energies, energetic frequencies that we value. And of course, right, money, you know, it can come into, it comes into physical manifestations, right? But it's really at the core, it is just energy that is valuable to you, right? And like with anything that we deem as valuable, we instantaneously, because of programming, because of childhood traumas, past stories, past experiences, all the things, when we are, you know, looking at thinking about anything, anything we value, we instantaneously, naturally, right, unless you've done a lot of the healing work, kind of start to slip into these judgments about your value, your worthiness, as related to this valued energy, right? So as related to money or love, right? It's just, it's this natural thing, right? If you're thinking about money, the subconscious programming kicks in of like, oh, okay, money is super valuable. Being a millionaire is super valuable or just being able to pay my rent is super valuable, right? On either end of the spectrum, there's this value judgment of money is a thing that is valuable. Money is a thing that I want that inherently turns into this, right? Kind of self-reflective 
piece of, oh, okay, so money is a valuable thing. What is my value in relation to money? And when you are coming from a place of just having that constant, I'm not good enough, what's wrong with me, why doesn't it work for me, I'm broken, I'm too traumatized, I've experienced too much, I'm bad, blah, 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 right? When you are coming from that conditioned place of having a funky pattern in your subconscious, of having a negative limiting pattern living in your nervous system and just looping, when you come from that place, the value judgment of what is my value as related to money is very quickly like, nah, I'm not worth it. I'm not worth it. I haven't done enough. I don't know enough. I'm not smart enough. I haven't worked hard enough. Look at all these other people who can do it. They must be better than me, right? And we, it's it's honestly, it's the ego's job to keep you safe, right? It is your ego's job to keep you safe, which also means keeping you small. So your ego is, con- is immediately going to loop into this value judgment and then look at all of the evidence that shows, oh yeah, see, here's more quote unquote evidence that I am not worthy of this energy that I deem to be valuable, right? And it's the exact same thing with love, right? Because again, love is just an energy. It is just an energy, just a frequency that you deem valuable. Love, intimacy, connection, all just energies that you deem valuable, right? And so... Right? There's there's kind of the, I don't know, it's not bad news, but there's there's the situation, right? Most of us are coming from this place of looping old stories, looping negative patterns. And when you come from that place, your default setting is going to be default setting when it comes to money coming into your life, trying to manifest money, love coming into your life, trying to manifest love. Your default setting is going to be, oh, but I am not valuable enough my my worth is not equal to the value of these energies that I want and so the work is really just to dial up your self-worth which I say I say sort of casually that that work is hard to be clear it is not easy it can be painful it can be it can bring stuff up. You might There might be tears. There might be anger that needs to be expressed. There might be, need, be boundaries that need to be set with family members. There's likely some forgiveness that needs to happen. Probably self-forgiveness, letting go of um, self-flagellation and really holding on to past memories that you're using to you know hurt yourself, as well as forgiving mom, dad, parents, parental figures, teachers, commercials, society, siblings, boyfriends, girlfriends, lovers, right? Those those pieces are part of reclaiming your worthiness. And honestly, honestly, the way I think about it, right? When I think about reclaiming your power, reclaiming your self-worth, reclaiming your purpose, reclaiming, reconnecting to your intuition, All of it for me is a reconnection, a reclamation, right? It's not a creation necessarily because these things, self-worth, self-love, self-acceptance, self-compassion, non-attachment, forgiveness, intuition, right? Power, all of these things, I believe, are inherently yours, 
you are born with, you know, certain gifts, certain intuitive styles. Maybe you're clairvoyant, claircognizant, clairaudient, whatever, right? There are different textures. We're all unique entities, unique souls, and unique bodies. But I believe deeply that it is generally true that feeling worthy is your natural state. That having a powerful connection to your intuition and to those intuitive pings, guidance, that is your natural state. That practicing self-compassion, self-love, self-acceptance, presence, that all of those things are your natural state, right? So it's not about creating something out of thin air, right? It's not about creating something that you don't already have, which I know can be it can be go one of two ways. It can be either liberating of like, oh, cool, I already have this. So I just got to, cool, just settle in, find it in myself, do the thing. But it can also be disheartening of like, uh, I don't remember ever feeling worthy. I don't remember ever hearing from my intuition. I don't remember ever actually being able to love myself, right? And that it can be tricky if you have experienced a lot of trauma, a lot of turmoil, a lot of chaos from the time you were a small human. Yeah, it's there 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 is to some extent a learning curve, a steeper learning curve as you are reconnecting to these things, reclaiming these things. Because for you it might be kind of the first time that you consciously remember feeling self-acceptance feeling in your body self-love and compassion right feeling safe in your body feeling connected to your intuition right so of course as with anything be patient everyone's journey is different and yours is unfolding perfectly and at the perfect pace as much as your conscious doing achieving human mind might disagree The reason I get into all this, right, is that I think of it as a reclamation. And the way I kind of visualize it, imagine it, is as if over the years, it's honestly for any of my Harry Potter fans out there, I visualize it a little bit like Horcruxes. If you haven't read Harry Potter, why? I don't understand. Um, but if you haven't read Harry Potter, I'll, uh, yeah, that's fine. I will explain um, what I mean in hopefully enough detail. But if you have read Harry Potter, you hopefully know what I mean right away, which is that over the years, right, we have these experiences of where we get embarrassed. You know, the teacher says something mean about us in kindergarten, right, or, or tells us we're not good enough and we get embarrassed and our classmates laugh. And the first lover breaks our heart. And so we close off a little bit to love and make a story about how we're unworthy, right? Or the person, you're going on a first date and they don't offer to pay. So you feel like you're not worthy of money. And if you're not worthy of money, then you're not worthy of love or whatever stories, right? Your dad or your mom tell you stories about what it means to be in a relationship, what it takes to be in a relationship. Or you just watch their relationship to each other and to money and make up stories, right? We have all of these little moments And in these moments of pain, shame, anger, hurt, it's like a little piece of your power, your self-worth, 
gets left there. This is the way I think about it. If it doesn't resonate with you, that's fine. Just let it go, right? But this is the way I think about it. It's like you're leaving these little pieces of you, of your soul, in the case of Horcruxes, sort of just littered around your past, around the stories, the traumas, the pains. And so part of this work, part of this, I hate calling it work, part of this play, part of this adventure in rebuilding, reclaiming your worthiness, dialing up your worthiness, feeling this deep sense of of worthiness and even getting to a point of like unapologetic worthiness and maybe even a sense of like being really connected to what are you entitled to in life? What is your birthright? Right? And it's this this word entitlement, I think, kind of puts a bad taste in a lot of our mouths, right? Because we think about the 1% who feels entitled and doesn't care about the, right? We tell all these stories about what it means to be entitled and to have, I feel like entitlement generally is associated with material wealth, right? Money, financial success. But we have all these stories about what entitlement means. What would it take for you to kind of let go of that story about what entitlement means? What do you feel entitled to in your life? What are you entitled to because you are, because you breathe, because you exist? And if the answer right now is nothing, then there's some healing to do around that. Because there are things you are entitled to. I believe that everything you desire, everything that is a desire of your heart, your soul, your intuition, is what you are entitled to. Because that desire is yours. Is it, Your desires are divine. They are divinely planted, divinely given to you as, as like roadmaps, right? Those, I think, are the signposts for you to move forward right because when you move forward toward your desires your desired feelings how you want to feel the impact you want to make the income you want to make right as you move toward those things and achieve the things have the things create the things you are able to have the resources the guidance the steps to do what you're here to do to fulfill your dharma to fulfill your purpose right so that's the way i look at desires and so i believe that your desires the true heartfelt heart-centered deep desires of your soul right not the conditioned ones but those deep desires which sometimes it can take time to figure out what those are but those deep desires are your roadmaps road signposts you guys know what I'm saying. Those are your signs to be like, okay, cool. This is my next step. Moving toward this desire, taking action toward this desire is my next step. Okay? And getting really comfortable with owning those is a part of what kicks up your self-worth. And the thing, I've said it before, but the thing with your self-worth is that as you feel more and more worthy, you inherently start to raise your energetic frequency. You clear out gunk from your nervous system because that's what it takes to raise your self-worth. And you start to 
become a match for magnetizing the love and the money and all the other things you desire. I say love and money just because those are the ones we're talking about today. Fun experiment for you guys to play with before we close this episode is that right like I mentioned money and love I see as kind of like two two different sides of the worthiness coin and the thing is money I think is kind of the you can look at money as the divine masculine energy of worth of value right think of money as the divine masculine energy of worth and of value okay and then divine feminine the kind of love is the kind of divine feminine embodiment energy of of worth and value right so love divine feminine money divine masculine and this can actually start to be really fun because you can start to look at and play with and bring into your meditation and journal on which area do I feel more comfortable receiving? Even look at your life, right? Are you currently receiving a lot of love in your life? Are you able to receive love? Are you able to hold a lot of love in your field? Are you able to receive compliments and feel adored and feel the energy of being adored and not try to like shut it down or turn it off or run away from it, right? Same thing with money. Can you really open yourself up to be a magnet for money, to, to receive money without feeling guilty or squirmy or uncomfortable, without feeling like they're going to find out something, right? Without feeling that shame or fear. And then can you hold on? Can you keep holding the energy of money, continue to bring it in, continue to hold it in your nervous system, right? Continue to be a worthiness, a vibrational match for the money you desire? If the answer is no in either of these bases of like, no, I always turn away from love. I always feel weird about money. Great. That becomes then an indicator for you of where there's still some healing to do, of where there is still a mismatch between how worthy you deem yourself and how much value, right? How valuable you deem yourself and how much value you place on the energy of you know, masculine worth or feminine worth, right? Money or love. And it really, when you start to almost, you know, kind of apply this framework to it, it starts to become kind of a map. I'm a big fan of, right, of, of using maps to sort of start to identify, like, am I moving in the right direction? Am I, where is there still healing work for me to do? Just as I, I think something super valuable, especially in the spiritual spiritual coaching world, personal development world, where a lot of us get really hooked into like feminine flow and the yumminess of just doing what our intuition tells us and doing what feels good and all of that, which is great as long as you also have the masculine, the beautiful Shiva energy to match that feminine energy, right? As long as you have the structure, the map, the plan, the whatever, and the structure can be very, very broad, right? This is a subject for another time. But as long as you have that structure, this map, it allows for you then to lean into what feels good because you know everything is going to be taken care of. The structure is what gives you that sense of like, okay, I'm good. I'm safe. I have clear containers around doing my healing, around what I'm looking at, around what I'm working toward. So within that safety of that space, you can flow. 
and you can start to play with increasing your self-worth, healing your self-worth, reclaiming those pieces of self-worth that have been kind of ripped off, tucked away throughout your history as a human, as a growing, evolving, loving, beautiful human on this planet. And pick up those pieces and just put them back. Put them back in your heart and your belly and your head and your smile and your thoughts. I, I think of it all very physically, right? I think of the physical body as just such an integral, integral part of the healing process. Physical body and your nervous system, all the things. So to recap, money and love are just energy and they are energies that we deem valuable right that's why we want them that's why we desire them and those the worthiness energy value energy of money is more kind of the divine and masculine embodiment of worthiness energy and the energy of love the worthiness energy of love the value of love is more of that divine feminine energy and you can start to play with like okay I know I tend more toward my masculine so interesting is there more of an openness to receiving money or is there funkiness there right you can start to use that as just a lens a context to start to look at your relationship to love and money and to receiving feeling worthy of being a match for each of those energies in your life I absolutely cannot wait to hear what you guys think of this episode and how you start to use it in your life in your healing and ultimately in allowing yourself to feel more worthy and in doing so create space create openings crack open to receive more love and to feel more supported by money than you hopefully ever have before and know too that the more you do this work, the faster it gets, the more fun it gets, the more it gets to feel like play, and the more supported you feel by all of those value energies, by love, by money, by all the things that you deeply desire. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much for listening, for subscribing, for sharing the podcast. It honestly... Mm, it makes my heart so full to receive your messages, to hear what you guys are thinking, to see you guys tag me when you're listening to the podcast. It is just such a yummy feeling, and I'm so grateful to get to share this. I hope you have a gorgeous rest of your day. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Survivor to Thriver with Chelsea Quint. I am so grateful that you did. Please go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast now if you're not already subscribed. And go ahead and share this episode, especially if it resonated with you. Share it across social media or with someone who you know would benefit. Stay tuned for more episodes as well as guided practices every single week. 
And as always, let me know what you think by following me on Instagram at chelsea.quint or sending in a voice note so that you can get some guidance, some feedback, and some insight on one of the next episodes. Have a great rest of your day. I'm sending you so much love.